Welcome back to all my listeners. This is Mindsex, where all freaks are welcomed. Today's podcast is going to be about soulmates. Before I give the definition, when we think of soulmates, we think of it in more of general terms. We think of it as a man or woman that is divinely <clears throat> divinely um, connected to us, that has been ordained from the being from uh, from the beginning of time. It is something. It is a, a it is a connection, uh, a relationship that has been created by the gods and the stars and this um, this cosmic energy and explosion that we feel when when we meet our soulmate is just something like no other that we can never experience this with anybody else. That this is my everything, my all. They don't they can't give me the world, but they are my world. Right, something like so poetic and like so sexy. Like that's my soulmate. We all want to find a soulmate, right? We all want to find that perfect relationship. It doesn't have to be super perfect, but it's perfect for you. It's just right for your needs and your wants. And even if it's something that you didn't even know that you want or that you needed, they serve it up to you. And you're like, damn, I didn't even know that I needed that in my life. Thank you for enlightening me on that. Thank you for teaching me something new. Right. We always think of a soulmate as this one person that just holds the answers to all, to everything in our life, to, to our happiness, to our success, to our health, um, to our sex, to, uh, I mean, you know, just that one person that is just, like I said, is just our everything. They're our world. But what I'm actually going to talk about is not just one soulmate. We have many soulmates. <clears throat> so we're going to break it down who our first soulmates are, who our second soulmate is and who our third soulmate is. So we're going to do one, two, three, right? So the definition of a soulmate is someone to whom we feel profoundly connected as though the communicating and communing that take place between us were the product of intentional effort, but rather a divine grace. So pretty much like what I said, it's like this cosmic connection, this, this energy that has just drawn us together. It's like this the magnetism between us is just unbinding. Like we, I can't get rid of this person no matter how much I try, right? We always think of it in terms like that, soulmate, right? But what I'm going to talk about soulmates, like I said, the first, second, and third, the first set of soulmates that we have are our parents. Now you're like, what? My parents, my mother and my father, they are not my soulmate. I mean, well, you know, based on the relationship that you have, maybe they are, right? And <clears throat> as we know, there are some people that are father figures or mother figures to us. They might not be biologically our, um, our parents, but in some way or another, we hold them to a standard of uh, like some type of parental guidance or, or advisory, Right? So like I said, our first soulmates are our parents, mother and father. Right? I mean, we could even take it a little step further. The, our first soulmate could be God, right? He's the one that created us. He's the one that, <clears throat> that had this vision of how he wanted us to be. And to the day that we die, he is there following us, nurturing us, caring for us, providing for us, 
in all ways, right? But we're just going to keep it on the on a simple playing field. Mother and father. <clears throat> so mother and father, they're the ones that nurture you. They're the ones that care for you for the, from the day of time, right? From the day that you're born, they care for you. And even before that, you know, your mother, she watches what she eats. She watches <clears throat> where she walks, you know. It's kind of like her whole body transforms. And even with her body transforming, her mind is transforming because she's preparing for this new life that is about to take place. So now when you're birthed and you come into this world, it's like this, you know, like they say, the um, the universe is in the eyes. I, I, I think that's the saying. I feel like that's the saying. But it's when you have this, when you see your child for the first time, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't have any children, but from what I've heard, it's just kind of like this overwhelming feeling of love that you can never know what it's like to love somebody for the first time until you actually see your first child. Or for every child that you have for that, you know, in that case, right? It's like this, your mother and your father, they want to care for you. They want to they wanna be there for you. They want to make sure you are the best that you could be. They want you to be better than them, right? A soulmate is somebody that that supports you, somebody that, you know, that, that helps you along the way, you know, that is there for you through your hard times, through your good times, and the times that you're just not too sure about, you know, but they're there to provide guidance to you and support. And when I say guidance, I don't mean just any guidance. I mean like good guidance, proper guidance. You know, we're all imperfect humans. So yes, sometimes the counselor might be a little skewed. It might be a little off, but still, it it's still coming from a good place. As long as the whoever the deliverer is has whoever the deliverer is has good intentions, the receiver could receive it wholeheartedly and actually, you know. Take it for what it is and say, you know what? I respect that and I receive that. So our parents are our first, our first soulmates. And like I said, if you don't have, if for whatever reason, unfortunately, if if your biological parents, you know, your relationship is kind of strained, unfortunately, this is the reality. <clears throat> but like I said, there's always that other person outside of us that provides us that um that motherly love, that fatherly love, or you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how they always say, oh, there's a coach that's always a father figure for, for someone's basketball team or softball team or or little league team in, in football, right? So they could be that person that could be your father figure. The mother, somebody's mother, um, like a your friend's mother could be your mother figure, or maybe a teacher could be your mother figure, or maybe there's somebody in the church that you go to could be your mother figure, right? Somebody that that you go to 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 be nurtured, you know, to get that that comfort. Someone that you go to to talk to. That's a obviously someone that's a bit older than you, right? Has years of experience. You know that that mother figure, someone that gives you that love and support. Right, so that's our first soulmate, our parents. Right, we have that that whole level right there. That's the top tier. 
Now, we drop down to our second soulmate, right? These second soulmates that we have are our friends. And our friends that we, you know, connect with from, could be so many different places. It could be from school, work, of, you know, meeting someone during your travels, someone in your neighborhood, like your like your neighbor from next door. If you live in a building, maybe a neighbor on the fourth floor. So with this, with uh, with finding your your soulmate and a friend, I actually so I, I mentioned uh, somebody on the fourth floor. Like it was just kind of I guess like a subconscious thing is because when I moved into my building where I'm at now. For the first year, you know, I knew people, you know, you say hi and stuff like that. But it was the second year that I actually met my friend that lives on the fourth floor. Her name is, her name is Vanessa. And, you know, the first few weeks, it's like, okay, hey, you know, you're taking the bus together to work and whatever. whatever. And then eventually, just somewhere along the line, it, it just kind of like, it connects, it happens. You know, where it's like you actually get real with each other and you have an actual conversation instead of the stupid, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's raining outside. Oh, I hate when it rains, which is just like these senseless like fillers, like these air fillers. You know, it's just like, can we stop doing that? We know it's raining. We got nothing. We we can't do anything about it. Let's stop having these conversations, please. Like, I don't mind the rain because then without the rain, guess what? We're going to be in a drought. And then guess what? Oh, my gosh. We're going to be thirsty. Then we can't wash our clothes. We can't wash our butts. We're going to be dirty and filthy and smell like like gross, like grossness. Anyway, back on track. So with her as our time, the time that we spent together getting to know each other, we created this strong bond and yes I get upset with her sometimes she gets upset with me and I'm like you know what I can't even deal with her I don't even know if I could even be a friend anymore sometimes with sometimes of the way that like her thinking is but there's something about her that will always bring me back to her she is a soulmate of mine and she's just someone that that I could go to and I could talk to without judgment. And that's another thing about a soulmate. You talk to them and they don't judge you. But they provide good counsel, as I said before. Like, I want someone to be honest with me. But also, at the same time, respect that our decisions and our perceptions are completely different. Because what happens is where judgment comes in is that you might not agree with what I'm doing, but you try to impose your thinking, your actions, your thought processes onto me. Because you think what I'm doing is wrong. No, I'm doing what I'm thinking is, a, is, is right according to, to my source field. Right? We all have, we're all, um, you know, connected by, by something completely different. We all have our own, individual goals. So with her, it it was just kind of like, you know, they say, oh, yeah, girls, it's hard to find friends and girls and so forth like that. Yes and no. To me, it's just kind of like, 
it's easy for me to talk to anybody. But then obviously, yeah, eventually if, if the relationship really isn't much of anything, it's kind of mundane and, and like super, super platonic where there's nothing, there's no growth there. We're not really having really, we're not having like in-depth conversations. It's just kind of like, all right, it's just more of like a high and by. But with her, she's somebody that I could go to. She comes to me for advice. She thinks I'm really smart, which, you know, which is cool. I'm glad that she comes to me. She thinks that I'm really smart and I have a lot of good, um, I provide her good advice and so forth like that, just because I, I guess I see things differently. <clears throat> but yeah, she's a soulmate of mine, right? So there's friends, right, that you have, that you've had from the from, from the day of time, right? Like I have some friends still from, from uh, what is it? From junior high school, Moline, Siani, Roberto, um, that's all I could think about. That's, yeah, I think that's, is that it? Giselle Fuentes, well, Giselle Fuentes, she's more of like, that's kindergarten right there, that's elementary. Talking about soulmates now, now that I mentioned Giselle Fuentes. <clears throat> when we went to junior high school, my, my voice got really high, when we... So she was my best friend all throughout elementary school. We transitioned into junior high school, right? Somewhere in seventh grade, just like how it always happens with dumbness and pettiness in life, we just stopped becoming friends. Then when we went to high school, she went off to, to a high school in Manhattan. And we always talk about this every time we see each other. She was like, you know, I went to school in Manhattan because you always said that you wanted to go to school in Manhattan and you didn't even go. I went. And I was like, you're absolutely right. She's that one friendship that, and I feel like I might get a little emotional. She's that, that one friend that is a soulmate of mine. And when she needed me to nurture her, I wasn't there for her. And not that it's too late for us to do that, but I just feel like our relationship now could be so much stronger. And she still is a is a soulmate of mine. And she will forever be a soulmate. Like she invited me to her school. I mean, to her graduation when she graduated from um, from Howard in D.C. Right. So, yeah, she's she's a lawyer, you know, to, to you know, to that degree. And um, and this, we always have this respect for each other. We always. It's kind of like one of those relationships. You don't have to speak to them all the time, but you know that the love is there. It's not one of those like, oh, my gosh, you didn't speak to me for a whole month. I'm not your friend. No, it's. We just respect each other's lives. We respect where, where our lives had taken us and where we are now. And if if there's ever a time where I need to speak to her, she needs to speak to me, like we know that that our doors are open. We know that our phone lines are open. Like I'm always there for her and I will forever love her. And like that's real. And so it's so again. A soulmate could be a friend. 
And it could be a friend on so many different levels. Like I just said with Vanessa, like just our connection that we have and what we share. There's something even tragic that happened that even drew us closer together, which which I already thought we were close. But she said, no, like because that happened, I will never let you go. And right, it sounds a little like creepy, you know, like stalkerish, like, damn, girl, like you're going to lock me up in a room or something like that. But right, it's it's nothing that, you know, crazy. You know, I don't feel, you know, threatened by that. Like, because I understand what she means. You know, when she needed me, I was there for her. Like, you know, we're just there for each other. And um, like I said with Giselle, she's just that person that from the from the very beginning, from my adolescence to now, even though our, our connection is, is scarce, there's still that love and that connection that will always be there. She is a soulmate of mine that I would never let go. And in in college, uh, unfortunately, a friend of mine had passed away from meningitis. And I said, you know what? F this. I'm going to call her up. Like, I'm so past this. I'm so over this. Whatever nonsense it was in seventh grade, which is always stupid. And I called her. I got my I got her number from somebody. And I called her. And she was like, um, and I think she was expecting my call, but just whatever. And she was like, oh my gosh, we're talking. And like, I remember her saying like, oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. Cause she thought I forgot her birthday. Like, of course not. I'm not going to forget your birthday. You were my best friend for so many years. And she was telling me that she crossed over in her sorority on my birthday on March 12th. Like, isn't that something? Tell me we're not divinely connected. Tell me she's not my soulmate. Try to tell me any other way. Tell me anything other than that she's not my soulmate. And I'm going to say, yeah, damn liar. Right? I mean, right. It sounds stupid. Like, oh, because she crossed over in her sorority. Whatever the terms are, when you cross over and now you're a sorority sister. Right? But March 12th? And it, it was just kind of like, yeah. Sounds stupid. but it's, And she thought about me. She said, wow. I crossed over on her birthday. And then, and then I called her. Right? So, again... Just your friend could be your soulmate. You, your sorority. You could build your own sorority, your own sisterhood, your own brotherhood. I don't need to, you know, to do these um, these drills or which I'm for it and I'm against it. I'm for it because it does discipline you in a lot of ways and it pushes you and it definitely. Um, afford you a lot of opportunities in the future, especially depending on what sorority you're in and what school um, it's affiliated with, right? I don't agree with it because there's a lot of disrespect that happens. And sometimes it's it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's, it's mm, yeah, just whatever. I respect it, but I just was never in it. I never wanted to do that. I was always kind of like, yeah, I'm not really, really for it. But like I said, I, I get it. You know, it kind of like trains you for humility and so forth like that. Right. So now for the third soulmate, which is the one that everybody associates themselves with, is a husband, wife, or life partner. Now, when I looked up the word soulmate, Right, because some people use soulmate, some people use life partner. In the internet, I was researching, and they're saying there's a difference between soulmate and life partner. And 
it just got a little confusing. I'm like, you know what? This is like every, why can't we just make things simple? Why do we have to make everything so goddamn complicated? So in simplest terms, right, from what I gathered, is a soulmate is somebody that pushes you to be better, pushes you to the next level, right? So you're at one stage in your life. They push you to the next, to your next stage of life. They push you to be the best version of yourself because every few years or so, you know, we transition, you know, we kind of get stuck or not. I I wouldn't say stuck, but we get into this, um, you know, once we've kind of overcome whatever challenge, it just becomes second nature to us, second nature to us. But then, you know, there's always something else for us to overcome a new challenge. So there's that person, that soulmate, that pushes us to do that, pushes us to, to continuously strive to be the best version of us. And <clears throat> with this soulmate is that there could be a lot of hurt. Like we know what triggers that person. We know exactly what they're thinking. We know what they're feeling and we know how to trigger that. And then there's this, you know, again, there's that cosmic connection that is just like, oh my gosh, my um my soulmate in that way is is my friend Carlos and we have been friends for over 13 years and our relationship is something that isn't ordinary but what relationship is ordinary right so i met him when i was very young he was a few years older than me and it was something that i never experienced before the the connection that we had was extremely strong and it was one of those that was difficult for me to remove myself from. And I never understood it. And even he didn't understand it. He said, you know, I've been in relationships before. He said, but this one is different. There's something. And we used to always talk about it. It's like, no matter how much we get each other mad and no matter how far away we go from each other, we always end up back to each other. There's this connection. Right? Right? And it, and as time go, go, you know progressed, we um we definitely developed a great friendship more than just an intimate relationship, and it was something that we we learned to truly respect each other a lot. And is he someone that I would that I would be with um in the future? You know, as my husband, I I don't know what the future holds, but what I do know is that I want someone that is best fitting for me. And if it's not him, I'm okay with that. I want what is right for me. I want someone that is going to be right by me. But again, that soulmate, he definitely saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. He pushed me to do things that I was uncomfortable with. But because I had his support, I was able to overcome it. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, we were so stuck like glued to each other. Because I never had such a strong-minded male figure in my life that believed in me so much, that saw in me the, the potential that I had. And um, yeah, it, it was just amazing, right? So that was, so he's one of my soulmates, is, was a four particular, and a soulmate could also be something for a particular amount of time. And then they just kind of like, poof, like it, they're there to teach you a lesson. They're there to teach you a lesson. They're there to help you move yourself to the next level. Life partner is somebody that, which is what we want. 
somebody that is nurturing, somebody that loves us, someone that we travel with, someone that we trust, someone that we share compassion with, someone that we have moments with, we hike with, we watch movies with, you know, just the very everyday things. You know, yeah, they could push you too, but it's it's more of a like a relationship thing, right? So that's whatever. That's what they say the difference is. To me, we could kind of mush it all together and just say, yeah, a soulmate and a life partner could pretty much be the same thing in a sense. But yeah, so like I said, the third soulmate, the third level of a soulmate could be a husband or a wife, someone that that understands you, someone that shows you patience, someone that loves you unconditionally no matter what, someone that understands that you are a flawed human being just like they're a flawed human being and they still respect you and they still want to be with you. They still want to grow with you. There, There is so much um, potential there. There's so much, you know, uh, I don't know, untapped untapped beauty in this communion between these two people that is something that can't be that can't be you know let go the feelings don't dissipate so easily that's you know that that's what we want that's a life partner that's that third that third soulmate that we look for that is there for the long haul you know we go on you know, death row with them. I know it sounds scary when I said that death row like damn. But I mean it doesn't have to be scary. It's just, you know, someone that you could enjoy your life with. That's who our what their soulmate is, our husband. So now you know, yeah. So when they say, oh, can you have more than one soulmate? Yes, you could have more than one soulmate. Before, I didn't believe that. I said, no, there's no way you could have more than one goddamn soulmate. That don't even make sense. It's only one and that's it, which I'm sure a lot of people, you know, have felt that same, have felt the same way. But again, it's just about a soulmate is just somebody that is just connected to you, that it just feels right being with them. They support you. They love you. They nurture you. They counsel you. They lift you up. And in return, you offer the same energy back in return. There's a reciprocation of a positive energy of support, of love. So the first one is our mother and our father. And our father figures and our mother figures, right, that we have in our lives. As I said before, if you don't have that that mother or father connection with your biological um, parents, right, but we still have those mother and father figures in our life, right, we have that connection with them. They show us the way. They give us good counsel. They they lead us in ways to to avoid danger because they want us to be better. They love us. They're our soulmates. Someone that we could go to say, Ma, you know, I'm, or Dad, I'm having a hard time with this, 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 and that. Right? Then you have your friend that you go to and you say, Girl, I'm having a hard time in this relationship. Or just someone that you want to talk to, somebody that you want to share things with. Right? Somebody that you could grow with, right? And with all these soulmates, your mother, your father, your friends, your husband, your wife, these are all people that you're growing with. And sometimes your growth is only for a limited amount of time, right? Does a flower grow endlessly? I mean, if it did, we would have flowers 
to the sky. I mean, that would actually be pretty dope. Like we would definitely be living in like Jack and the Beanstalk real life. Like that would be pretty amazing and gorgeous. But I think people with allergies would, would hate it. So I would hate it because I have allergies. It would be crazy. Pollen everywhere. What? Kill me now. It's bad enough my allergies. I'm like, I hate them. So there's this quote, right, that I found for soulmates. Well, I didn't find it particularly for soulmates, but I just felt like it was best fitting for it. So it says, find someone who wants to invest in you, learn from you, see you win, support your visions, and fall in love with you daily. These are the people that we need in our lives. These are the people that we are divinely connected with. These are the people that that we emit this energy out and we attract them into our lives. These people that will forever fall in love with us daily, that love us for who we are, right? Those are our friends, right? Find someone that wants to invest their time in us. Find someone that wants to learn from you and see you win. Support your visions, right? Your mother and father, your friends, your husband, your wife. These are those people that that they're like, wow, your energy and just your vision is just amazing. And I want to see you win and I want to support that. They are soulmates. We need to keep those people around. And even like I said, sometimes there's those soulmates that just are there like those short-lived relationships, whether it's friends or family or workmates that are our soulmates. They're there to teach us something. If we take a second to look back and say, you know what, what did I learn from that? My first real relationship that I had with Mr. Randy Rodriguez, I was devastated, right? Finally, I'm over it. Now it's like when I look back on it, it's like, what did I learn from that? He was my soulmate for that particular amount of time. What did I learn from him? I learned love. I learned going forward what kind of man I want in my life, what kind of man I don't want in my life. So everything is a, is a, is a learning experience, right? There's this other great quote that I'm going to leave it off with says, whether you pushed me or pulled me, drained me or fueled me, loved me or left me, hurt me or helped me, you are part of my growth and no kidding, I thank you. So be thankful for the people that are in your life. Be thankful for the people that have left your life because they were there to teach you something. Be appreciative for the people that are in your life that are continuously supporting you and nurturing you. They're your soulmates. You do not have just one soulmate. You have many soulmates. Respect that. Nurture that. Love them. Say thank you. Like I said, for the ones that are no longer there, that's okay. That is okay. You are better off. Because what is meant for you will never leave you. What is meant for you will heal you. What is meant for you will make you better than what you were yesterday. And will make you better tomorrow and the days going forward. All right, guys. This was Mind Sex with Soulmates. And I will see you next time. Bye, guys.